Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I am Tim Bolin. I'm Dan Smirsch. And I'm GJC. And we are, as always, massive nerds. And may I say, may the fourth be with you. Anyone? No? All right, good times. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know you were, you were raised uh, Catholic or Christian when someone says to you, may the fourth be with you, and you go, and also with you. <laughs> that is what pops into my head every time someone says, may the force be with you. Oh, and also with you. It's just, then you want to like shake hands and like, it's just so ridiculous. Um, welcome to May the 4th. Uh, welcome to our, our Is this a religion and Star Wars podcast? <laughs> no, not anymore. Uh, this not, is our Jesus turned heel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh man, that's whole new depth to star wars right there <laughs> um yeah this is our annual Ooh. star wars day episode uh and you know what chances are we're gonna have a whole nother star wars day episode when uh kenobi comes out later this month uh may 27th 26th something like that um so a sh few short weeks away we'll be having some more conversations about star wars get ready for them there's gonna be a bunch of them um yeah, we're 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 going into everything. How much George absolutely loves Rogue One. It's his favorite movie. I've heard him say it. You've all heard it here, folks. Um but <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh let's let's talk about um let's talk about Rogue One since we're here and I so casually brought it up normally. I rewatched it this morning while I was making our wonderful logos and uh backgrounds that we see here. Um, and, and I still enjoyed it uh, for, I think it was only maybe my second, possibly my third viewing of the movie. I, I really haven't watched it too many times. Um, but my my favorite thing about the movie it really has nothing to do with the movie itself. It's the fact that it tells us a story that is adjacent to the Skywalkers, but has nothing to, it's not, your main characters aren't. Skywalkers and Solos and 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 those people. It's a new cast of characters within a universe that we all grew up watching and loving. So it was a, a nice change of pace to then remove yourself from the Skywalker saga, which has just been at this point beaten to death uh, like a dead horse. You know, and it's just so it was refreshing. Lightly, yeah. But it 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 was refreshing to be able to see something that still kind of tied in, obviously. Uh, but with some new characters, and you know, it, it wasn't to one of George's probably many points is yes, you didn't get enough as much time to really invest in the characters to care towards the end of the movie when everybody uh, went all Suicide Squad uh, on them. So uh, it lacked a little bit there, but overall, I mean, I, I thought it was an, a, an interesting way to tell us a story that answer a question that really nobody asked is how they got the the um uh, the, that is the, the star that plans. is the thesis of most of their movies what we yeah. wanted to know where han solo got the dice from yeah like uh, no, no. yeah um so i you know i thought it was i thought it was nice it's always fun to hear um alan tudyk's voice uh, and hear him go off in in his fun little ways as a k2so um you know, it was it, it was cool, I guess, seeing Saw Gerrera on screen in a live action as like an older, 
crazier version of himself. Um, you know, a, a hodgepodge of characters with that pilot and then Jin Erso. And I think she did a wonderful job in it again. I, I liked it. Um, but uh, overall, it, it, of Wonderful. the two, yeah, if you look at that versus Solo, I'm going Rogue One over Solo. So that's just, that's my two cents. Now that we've had a platform to actually give our two cents. Basically, I'm telling George my two cents because everyone else has heard this. George, tell me what you think about Rogue One. <laughs> do I really want to go moment, before George? <laughs> what do I think about Rogue Dude, One? Dude, this is your moment to like I think really the problem with Rogue it. One, I think the problem with Rogue One is, is if it wasn't a Star Wars universe movie, it would no one would give a shit about it. Oh, that's how actually most Star Wars movies are? So Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I understand that. But like, it, it had like zero reason for you to invest in the story kind of, you know? And it is a lot of what Tim just said, which was like, it, it gave us a question or an answer to a question no one asked. You know, like I, I, we all just, what that one sentence in the prequel, they turned a whole fucking movie out of it. Not prequel, but in the scroll, you know? That one sentence in the scrolling title part of the first movie of Star Wars got turned into a whole fucking movie. Like, that's, like, if that doesn't smell like a money grab to me, I don't know what is. And isn't Rogue One the first one that Disney took over? Like, the first, like, it's like it happened right around the Disney takeover. It was one of the first, like, movies that they made. So, I, I, I it came out after uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens? It did come out, so it's the second movie. So it's like Disney had just taken over. They're like, we've got to hit the ground money and start making money on this thing. And so they're like, let's release a movie. on. Like, that's what it really felt like when it first came out. I was like, why are we even watching this? Like, this, like, and the timing of it was terrible. The, t the timing of it is terrible because it would have been just smarter to put out Solo after it, like from a marketing perspective, because we just watched Force Awakens, Solo had died, and like this would have been like their quote-unquote Black Widow moment. Like, you know, like it would have worked way better in that, in the in the marketing scheme of things and also in just like the way it, it, it like people would have been more... Uh, I would have been more willing to watch a solo yeah, film. They had to refilm solo because they switched directors halfway through. I, that, I mean, that doesn't make up for the fact that it should have came out when it like it shouldn't have come out in that spot. It solo should have came out after Force Awakens, if the, if anything. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying solo is necessarily a better movie or here or there. Like I, it's not one of my favorites. I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to say it's like worse than Rogue One because it's not. Rogue One is also a movie I can respect in the sense that it's like a Star Wars movie for Star Wars nerds because there's so many fucking like random things that are peppered in there that like yeah. for people to be like, oh, they talked about this and that and that and that. So it like it felt in many ways like it's like it felt like a little formulaic in the sense that it's like, okay, what are some things that we can do to like get these little moments in and like throw in as many little like in there. It just felt fan service. Yeah, it, it felt like fan service. It felt disjointed. The story was just all right. Like, I'm nothing against any of the actors, especially the lead actors. They were both great actors. You know, what's his name is also in a bunch of, uh, as a villain in a lot of, like, he's in Bond. He's in a lot of other films. Like, they, they're all, you know, oh, the dad. The Mickelson? dad. The dad is in, like, Bond. Yeah, it's right? like, what? What so it's like about? the lead the, the actors are all great. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's nothing like that. And I think the, really in the end of it is just. Like it was hard to invest in, and it's a movie that I like, I'm not even. Sh it feels like why do we even have this in the story of Star Wars? <laughs> like in the collection of movies, like this collection of movies could have done without Star Wars Rogue One. 
like it would have been perfectly fine like it didn't add anything to the, the the what they have do you know what i'm saying and your smirch is right like it's it's down in the money it was a money grab and that's why yeah. i've always left a dirty fucking taste in my mouth since the beginning and smirch just calls me out on he's like you walked into it knowing you would hate it and i was like i walked into <laughs> it knowing i would be like not happy with it i didn't think i would hate it but like i wasn't like i was like this is stupid like why are we like I walked into it with that idea because I was like, why are we watching this film? It was like, like this you made up your mind sense. before you even saw it. Yeah, exactly. And I'll saying. give it, I'll, I'll admit to that to a certain extent. I didn't realize how much I would fucking dislike it when I did finally watch it too. It's like, it, it went a, you know how you have high expectations for a movie sometimes and they let you down? This is like the reverse of that. I had such low fucking expectations, but it fucking even blew that out of the water. <laughs> It was like when Dan and I went and saw the Ninja Turtles movie. Our expectations were so low that we came out of it going, it could have been worse. <laughs> I have removed that from my memory. But That's fine. Honestly, all yeah. those act, a lot of those actors are actually great actors. I haven't, like, they, yeah. they, yeah. they did what they could with ben that Mendelsohn. fucking movie. Do you know what I'm saying? They did what they could with that movie with the limited amount of screen time they had in the movie for you to try to invest in this fucking hodgepodge of people who were fucking worse than the Suicide end. Squad that you didn't even give a fucking shit about because you were like, they're all going to fucking die. <laughs> like, so why should I even care about this movie? Like, and they, yeah. they had a whole movie to try to get me to invest in it and they did none of it. So, yeah, that's that's my problem with Rogue One. And there's funny more things I can nitpick, said. but... Uh, can be applied to how I feel about most of Star Wars. Yeah, I totally understand. My my point most is, is also Wars like post episode six, post right? Episode a lot six. of post episode six, but the, my point is is also like the only lead into that. My, my only defense in that sense is that like it's about you do see like a lot of old people in it. It's still a continuation of like the story with Luke. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the reason why you're invested in that story. In what? It's because you want to yeah. find out what happened to Luke. You want to hide. In, in find... Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, you want to find out what happens to Luke, and you want to find the mystery of Luke, and mm -hmm. what, like, what happened. Like, it's a continuation of that story, and it's the same thing. I feel like. I mean, it's the same eh. thing. It's one of the main poles of like other things. Like, you know, I would say Boba Fett's like the same thing too, in the sense. Like Mandalorian, something very special in the sense that it's like a brand new character, and it's not someone who we've seen before, right? Yeah. You know, but it did the hook. The hook with the hook with Mandalorian is the fact that everyone fucking calls it Baby Yoda, and we're like, "Is that Yoda?" Like that was the fucking hook. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, it's not Yoda. We know it's, it's not, not Yoda, Yoda, but that that's the hook. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that that got you in, and the hook for the last three episodes, you know, Star Wars films in the Star Wars saga is to find out what the fuck happened to Luke, like, and the story yeah. of Leia and all the continuation of that. That's the hook. Kinda. It it in I don't For think anybody really fans? maybe. Not me, I guess, personally, because like I, I go into it and I'm like after I watched Force Awakens, I was like, okay, like I like these new characters. Like who are they? Like what's I did going like on the with new characters them? Too. Like, this is interesting. Like that's they did that's this a good very balance well. Yes, of that. They, okay, they but my never revisited Finn's character again. Yeah, which is right. you know. We got him in the in the was it I don't even remember which one was the third one when you find out that like there's a whole other mess of uh, re, re, uh, rebel stormtroopers and that, is that that is what's good about Force Awakens is that no, it had no, great new characters that let you invest right. in them and old ones and you were okay Except with investing in Finn and and her because you were like there's gonna be more of them down the line they're not all gonna fucking right. die after this but which is worse like investments you don't care about or getting invested in someone and having absolutely nothing come to fruition. 
Yeah, like that's worse. Like I I, that's worse. why I think that's why I think Rogue One stands up better than I. Okay, so I liked Force Awakens because I was like, this that's a fan service movie done right. Like yeah, knowing I that I was like, oh, all right, like I still enjoyed the yeah, film. Exactly. Like, it, 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 it it took away a little, whereas I'm like, oh, I just watched uh, a New Hope oh, again right. with like just new people, but whatever. I was okay with it. Hey, though. they did it well. But then yeah, they like, did it well with with Rogue One. They're trying to tell a new story, but then they're still tried so tied to the the source material that they're trying to pepper in these little yeah um uh um fan service moments that just don't do anything for mm -hmm. it. But, and if you're not like a diehard Star yeah, Wars fan, you'd be like, it would go completely past cool. you, and you'd be like, who are these fucking people, and what did they? Yeah. What was that? Why was? Why are half the audience laughing at this fucking line that I've never fucking heard or don't know what it's about, even yeah. though I've seen all the Star Wars films? Like, come on, like, like it's fucking elitist. Sure, but I mean, I think I can go into Marvel then... does the same exact thing though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but then Marvel, I can go like, into literally does the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, Which... why, so, but you're cool with Marvel doing, it, but not, but not Star Wars doing it. A, I feel like, like the a, Star Wars a, stuff is like the star stuff from Star Wars, like Rogue One was like really fucking esoterical stuff, like really hmm. random things that you're like, I don't know, like that you've maybe only heard once in a previous film from like it's true. episode and two. Like, <laughs> the fact that Disney said everything that all your all your fandom that you've been reading and all your books, all your comics, all that stuff that you read from 1980 to now doesn't matter. Like, it, none of it's canon. That's kind of what makes it worse for Star Wars to do it, because now all of that material that you can pull from, you suddenly just said, oh, this is, like, it, it doesn't matter. We're going to give you different things. You know what I mean? So it pissed everybody off to begin with, whereas with Marvel, you know, there's, like, all of the stuff that happened happened you know i mean it's they've reset the timeline in the comic books ten thousand times that's why i don't read as much marvel and dc but you get those things still exist in canon technically speaking you can go back and be like oh you know that's where they're getting this from and i can read it and know that this is a legit source material as opposed to like oh you know what about this book series that i read in 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 1992 and be like well i'm never <laughs> ever gonna get anything from but that like, whatsoever the, the, like i go back to the point with rogue one is the whole point of the movie is an esoteric one fucking line in episode four that is not even it's at the very beginning of the scroll that that itself is like from out of nowhere like the, yeah. how many people remember reading that line even from star wars come on like i think everybody on that <laughs> i think come most star wars fans yeah <laughs> everyone knows it's a pretty big matzo ball because it's like what they built this thing that can be destroyed but just by doing this that's stupid no and but so the one line is that like movie. the one line is not the fact about the star wars death star the one line is about the fact that they went to great lengths to sacrifice a mission that's only like one line in the scroll oh i see do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Talking but, about Rogue yeah. One, the mission of Rogue One, that's literally just like two or three words in a sentence. And how many people I, really I like, remember that part? Like, I don't know. I'm... I think a lot of people, but I like the bit where they, how they do kind of tie in where that flaw came from. Because if there's one thing that's talked about throughout Star Wars history, it's who the fuck builds something that's just that big, that's designed to destroy that much stuff that can be taken out that easily with one it, yes it's a small flaw but it's just one shot to that area and the whole thing explodes like that doesn't make sense yeah, it's, so it's like they kind of retconned <laughs> that by being like oh the guy who designed it was uh, 
you know, uh, uh, he's like, I don't want to work for the Empire anymore. And I went ahead and they forced me to do it. So I built in a, 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 a way but out. Also, they, like, no one noticed this thing. No yeah. one said anything. Yeah, they all like, decided to build around it. Just to blow it up. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So, it's, it's, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, this is the, it's ridiculous. This is Rogue There's one. a scene. Here's, here's my segue scene. There's a scene in this movie where uh, the uh, amazing, immortal Donnie Yen, who is not used as well as he probably could have, um, was uh, <laughs> took out like nine or ten stormtroopers with a stick. Like, if these people didn't have... Like, if they weren't wearing the armor, I'd be like, cool, cool, you just knocked the fuck out of everybody you know you got knocked the fuck out but these people are wearing which i actually just watched friday the other day um they're wearing their helmets they're wearing their their whole thing like one guy literally gets like tripped and then like poked in the chest with the stick and never gets back up i'm like you didn't even hit him in a place on his body that could theoretically even knock him out let alone kill him like my question is of a guy like taking out people like, yeah, that's just so whatever. But you're, I, yeah, you're not wrong. I can understand back in the day, if we go to Clone Wars, why they wore the armor because it's a bunch of clones. So you cover them up, and now it looks like a big scary army where it's all uniform. But if you're fighting a bunch of clones, you may not feel as much. Uh, um, you're, you're like you, you feel less <laughs> empathy, so you're more willing to to just kill them all. But if you don't think they're clones, you can be like, oh man, these are people. I don't want to just go and murder everybody. I get it. You put on the uh, on on a suit. You put on the armor, and you're an army. I don't know. I feel why like I'm the opposite wearing, of that. Why are they wearing the army? Yeah, or, or I, I feel like a, I feel like a whole entire army where I could see their face and they look identical would be really creepy. <laughs> yeah, sure, but like yeah. that would why freak you... me out more. I'd be like, you guys all look the fucking. <laughs> why are they wearing armor now? Why? 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 There's every single possible. They've done everything they could in their in power word, to tell uh, me marketing that this nostalgia is and money like but it's just so useless like he just yep. cracked someone in the head and like what's what's the point of this armor there's a guy mm. the the guy who's friends with donnie yen's character i can't remember his name he's the big dude and he's got the giant pack on the back and he's got this crazy gun which is cool but again underutilized. yeah um he takes a shot to the chest of his armor and it's like, ha, okay, I can still, ha, all right, I can do another one and then takes a, a third one and finally goes down. But it's like you graze a, a stormtrooper in the shoulder and they're dead. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. sorry, he doesn't exist anymore. Like, I don't understand. Yes, marketing, I get that, sure. But like in today's age when literally everything is picked apart, to the finest detail like why just give us an explanation don't make a whole fucking movie out of it <laughs> to george's point don't, don't go this is why God they wear it. this armor here's two and a half hours as an the explanation guy who designed them didn't the want to work for the empire again <laughs> and his son had to lead a suicide squad it's just ridiculous like i i want i want an answer I just want George Lucas to say it. I don't need a, a movie, George. Thank you uh, very much. But I, I need I need an explanation. What will that do? Will that do? Nothing. It won't do anything. It's ridiculous. It's one of the biggest bullshit things in the entire in the entire uh, uh, saga at this point. It's not even a trilogy anymore. Um, 
sometimes just let things be just three and out like just come on people anyway um i wanted to rant about that you're welcome world so george the other day brought up a question uh and i really liked it and we're going we're going to talk about it what uh, let's go with let's go with dan first uh and we'll get george and then i'll go what what is the best recommended viewing of showing someone who's never seen star wars and doesn't know anything about star wars now this includes mandalorian boba fett rogue one han solo all that stuff what what would you anything recommend in the star someone? wars pantheon pretty much yes um, where, where would you recommend them to start watching including I mean, the cartoons oh okay so, um, I've thought about this, and you could say there's an argument for the kids to maybe watch them in order. I mean, I I think you mean chronological order. Yes, yes, sorry, yeah, okay. chronological order. Uh, so episode I one. think that uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, and so on. Um, you sandwich Rogue One before Episode Four? I don't know, man. Like, would you do one, two, Clone Wars, three? I'm holding back, dude. Um, I this is really funny. Um, okay. Basically, I will just say, uh, without if you watch them in chronological order, you are deprived of the reveal if they don't know already of "I Am Your Father," which mm-hmm. to this day maybe greatest cinema reveal of all time. Hands down. Um, if you Watching them chronological, you are deprived of that, and the awesomeness of that's is taken away a little bit from Empire Strikes Back. Um, so probably, uh, I mean, also if you show uh, episodes one and two to an adult, uh, they're likely to go, I- "I'm good. I don't think I want to watch Star Wars. I-, I don't like these very much. They're not very good. Why do I want to keep watching? Uh, with good reason. They suck." Um, so. It's you. I, it's really hard to not get into my full blown rant right now. I, I'll just say start uh, with episode four uh, and do it the way that they were released. I guess if you had to watch Star Wars, I I wouldn't though. I would I would devote your time elsewhere. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> we'll get I to have, that. We, I got we, shit to say. <laughs> we will get to that for sure. Don't you worry, George. Where where would you start? Um. So for a child, the reason the way I started for a child and is because it's easier to get them to watch the newer stuff. So this is was the question was for my nephew and um, to get him to watch Star Wars, because he was curious about it. We watched Mandalorian first because it's the hot it's the hot IP right now. It's the one all his friends are talking about. It's the one with the baby Yoda. It's like it's the one that is hot right now, even more than Boba Fett, to be honest. Um, it's what the kids recognize as the new face of Star Wars, you know? And I'm not talking about, like, teens. I'm talking about kids under, like, 10 because they've never seen Force Awakens, so they don't know Rey. They've never seen any of the other, you know, three that just came out. So for them, it's Mandalorian. So the introduction is Mandalorian. But the problem is is that Mandalorian has so many random cameos in there that of people who are important that he doesn't know who they are, like Boba Fett being one of the most biggest ones. That reveal in that scene where Boba is shown in the desert on Tatooine, like if you'd never seen Clone Wars, you'd be like, who the f... He was like, who is that? (laughs) You know, he's like, oh, is that Boba Fett? And I was like, yeah, that's Boba Fett. 
So like, yeah, that's one of the problems. And obviously, when Luke shows up at the end of the Mandalorian, that's a big problem so if he's never seen any of that. So we stopped before would, that last episode. You know, would you say and, do like a season one and then go back and do like four, sure five, you could do six? that. But honestly, like that's the best way, like to, to really introduce Star Wars right now and to get a kid hooked on it. I think there's something to be said about introducing them to Mandalorian first. Because it's the one that they're going to be able to talk to with their friends and, you know, it's, it's a hot product. But, like, to get sure. them to really understand the full scale of it, I would say you go back chronologically after that. You know, so not, chronolo- not chronologically, uh, release. So episode four. Sure. And then do that. And, uh, I mean, obviously I wouldn't even bother with Rogue One. I don't know if I would even bother with the prequels or sequels. I'm just okay with them watching the original three. Yeah. They cover yeah. pretty much everything. And actually, after the original three, you know what I would actually tell them to watch even before that? Before any of the other movies is I'd be like, let's watch fucking Clone Wars. Like, watch Clone Wars. You'll That's learn more about Anakin Skywalker from Clone Wars than you do those first three movies. You'll learn about Ahsoka. You'll learn about the tr- clones. You'll learn about, like, everything. Like, you'll learn about Bo-Katan. Like, yeah. That's a way more like poignant thing for him to learn about Mandalorian and Boba Fett. That as Boba Fett's also in Clone Wars, forgot about that. A young Boba, all of that is in Clone Wars, like yeah. the cartoon, the animated series, which is a great fucking series. Shout out to Dan; he's the one who told me to watch it. Like, so I'm I feel like that's that, like to, for it to be modern and for it to make <laughs> like get a child to be invested in Star Wars. Like, you have to introduce them kind of this way. That's just yeah. my take. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, I, as someone who has recently attempted to watch everything in chronological order, I watched episode one, which uh, I watched episode two, which again, uh, um, and then we started uh, the Clone Wars, which I, I, it's a good show. You know, it, it's by no means like the best show in the world. Um, I think it it holds its merits. It's kind of like I'm gonna go with it's like a a one a three to one ratio, three pretty shitty episodes or three mediocre episodes, and then one pretty good one, and then you got a couple more where you're like ah, and then it's good again, and then yeah, so it's it, the show it, gets it's better, ebbs better. and flows. Yeah, but it's never consistent. It it the the highs are high, but the lows are not they're not great. And it's just there's a there's a lot of just dead air basically to me where it's just like it, they seem like filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Um because I think when they were putting it out, I don't think they had it as much it was pre-Disney, so it wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so it was it was it, it, there was a whole different direction for Star Wars. They didn't know what Disney like, took I, over, and it was a whole thing. It's, but, it's funny. It seemed like the first couple of seasons were very like, you know, it's like watching. You know, it kind of reminds me of Starship Troopers. Like it had a, like a whole like newscast reel kind of feel to it. Whenever they did yeah. like previously, and like it, 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 it was less of a like just single episodic stories that they were trying to do. And it wasn't until they started hitting into I want to say like the the second like the third season did they start having like major overall like arching stories so like i think what yeah. was the third one was called rebels oh not rebels it's called like bounty hunters and then they had like different each season after that had like a, an individual title that had like a theme that carried out through all the episodes so like that's, that's when better. they hit their stride it's I'm like it took them two and I've, took them like I've three seasons down. to get to that um i uh... I would definitely say, yeah, if it's a young viewer, I, I like George's idea, Mandalorian. I think 
most of the first season you can get through and and, and still find it cool when some of these characters show up, even if you don't know who they are. I think mm-hmm. it, it can stand on its own without needing, because like, even when Boba Fett shows up, like that's it's still an interesting person to have in the show, and I'm intrigued by what he contributes to the show more than just his wow factor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think the, the show stands on its own, and you can do that one as like almost like a standalone. Those little moments are more for us, but they still have an impact on the show and story, uh, which is nice. Um, but then I would definitely go back and, and do four, five, and six. Uh, you know, it's it's tough if you're doing if you're giving like a kid that because they're they're you know from the seventies and it's hard children to watch. aren't as yeah they're not as as okay you, watching. We couldn't some sit of those. through it the whole thing. We had to watch it yeah. in like bits. Yeah, and if you can find the non remastered ones, even better off that way because just a random really bright CGI character in the middle of like a gritty grainy movie filmed on literal film. Just as weird. Um, but I love uh, the famous, you guys know the famous scene where like Han is talking with Boba, not Boba, but to Jabba, and he goes like behind him. Mm-hmm. Like he's circling hit the, the original character, oh, the, the guy, actor the who remaster? played Jabba. Yeah, in the remaster. And in order to, for them to fix that, they had it so that he would step on Jabba's tail yeah. as he was going behind him. And well, so it's cut like it a out goofy, of the movie. They, it's a goofy thing. No, it's still in the movie. You'll see it. Like he literally. It's in the remaster. They, yeah, in the remaster. Well, what it is is in the in in like on, on Disney Plus, you could see like he literally steps on like it's mm-hmm. that's the thing that they did it because Harrison Ford had walked behind it, had been circling the Jabba yeah. actor that whole entire time during yeah, the conversation. Originally, Jabba wasn't a giant slug. No, he, was he wasn't a, played by a human being. <laughs> he was just a dude. But they cut that scene from the original. Like the original theatrical release doesn't even have that scene at all in it. Mm-hmm. And then when he digitally redid the vhs tapes that came out before there was a dvd he put that scene back in with the digital rendition of it but uh but yeah um i would do those and then i would go to i'd throw the 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 sequels in there and you can skip the prequels pretty much (laughs) all together because they hold no weight toward to whether or not you'll enjoy the rest of the series um uh, that being said if you want to go watch uh really in kind of cool looking explosion action movie go watch episode three uh and like the whole second half of the movie is just pretty cool looking uh you know the story i don't give a shit it's a it's like watching the expendables i'm not there for the story i'm here to watch a cool lightsaber battle some explosions some you know what are the dog fights in space like that's all you're gonna get and it's kind of cool um but yeah uh yeah i think some of the 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 tie-in stuff some of the the video games have way cooler stories than a lot of what uh we have in in some of the movies these days um that being said oh what i think the one the one thing reason why you might want to watch the first three is that like uh kenobi is coming out and I do yeah. like you and McGregor, and he's like yeah. the one. He might be the one saving grace of all three of those films. Is like that you and McGregor is like, There's I love him. Those movies, but I know, he's, but he's, he's like the only thing that I could really say I enjoyed it. Like about that, it was, just, it was like, oh, you and McGregor was all right. Like, yeah, like he was good. He I was mean, a good if actor. You cut, if you cut out all of the. Like, there's a, there's someone put together a cut of the trilogy, the pre the prequels. Um, and they cut out all the 
uh, what's his name? I Kate can't even remember his name. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, and Jar Jar like Binks. All these, they cut out all of these side plots and put it up on YouTube. That's probably I think it's been taken down ever since Disney took over. But it was a it was it made it good. You're like, oh, this is a story. <laughs> like it's half the length. It, it's as long as like one to two movies. But you're like, wow, okay. Like that was interesting. Like you you go back and you watch and like all of the moments with Jar Jar and like half of the diplomatic scenes were kind of useless and, ha and half of the character growth scenes were pretty that, useless. That doesn't but, like, mean anything. If you cut out the ending of Game of Thrones, it's a great show. Sure, but like the you the know? overall story, the the main plot of the prequels is an interesting story. It was executed poorly, very, very poorly because he's like, Hey, let's take this hyper political trade routes and, and as you know, poli sci type, uh, uh, story and make it for kids. And I'm like, no, you no, but no child wants to watch, um a bunch of politics all day long otherwise every kid in the world would be watching the news and follow every election that's ever happened but nobody no no 10 year old gives a shit so i think that's where it went wrong it, it tried to be a kids movie and an adult movie and and if he chose one uh, it would have been they would have been i think much more well received um and i think they they chose one in the the sequels the the but then it they just didn't have a, a studio head for for the sequels for seven eight and nine so that which are now being retconned according to the uh mandalorian universe not like didn't what? happen that's not john favreau is writing his future everything as if those three episodes did not happen really yep where where did you read it Everywhere. Well, where? I don't so know. I mean, dude, just, just search for it. I know. I want to read it. Find like John Favreau, like like is not is is uh, you know retconning the uh, all three, the the last three movies that we saw. That's interesting. That'll be. I mean, honestly, if you give me more uh, Star Wars TV shows like they're doing now, I'm I'm yeah sold. I'll watch yeah, those all day good. long. Um. Yeah. I, the the I think. Favreau and um, Christ, I'm going to forget his name. Dave Filoni are the saving grace uh, of of Star Wars. I I think that it, you know it, there would be a lot more anger in the fandom if it wasn't for Mando and Boba Fett, um, and hopefully you know the upcoming Kenobi and all that stuff. Dude, so John Favreau, I, you know, I'm going to tell you, like John Favreau, like he's start he's he's feeling like he's got some like serious like chops now, like. Because in the sense that, like, he he's now revitalized, like, two, two franchises. franchises. Like, with Iron Man and then also with now with, like, Star sure. Wars. And it's kind of fucking... I think he deserves every ounce he, of credit. He, yeah, he fucking, yeah. like, he's he's now, the like, the godfather of two of Disney's largest, like, two Disney RIPs, essentially. You know, and he yeah. fixed both of them for Disney. Like, it's... He gives yeah. a shit. And yeah. he just... And I, I don't know... I almost am in awe that, like studio heads haven't like like not allowed them to do certain things yeah. i'm sure they have you should the, watch still is able to uh, deliver good products with you know with if you, if you guys watch that. um he's got like they, they've got of course like the behind the scenes for like mandalorian stuff on disney plus and also boba fett as well and it's just great to see like how like him and filoni are like so open 
and like work like when they they have like directors meetings for these episodes and they like the amount of respect that they have for each other is like everyone's equal at that table there's no fucking shitty ideas you tell it how it is like no one's here feelings are going to get butthurt our our goal for each meeting and for each episode meeting as a group of directors is to help this director do the best he can and there's no fucking egos it's all like that shit is checked out. So I don't care if this is your first time directing Mandalorian episode or you've been done like five of them. They all treat each other with such like just great respect. And that's that's like refreshing because I don't feel like I don't feel like Star Wars ever had that opportunity before until now. There's some fucking big egos going on. You know, there is yeah. like it's a Star yeah. Wars film. Like that's just the problem with previous franchises, and now with the way that Mandalorian has been handled, and then and how Boba Fett and all these other things are doing it, like all these TV shows, I think it's like a better direction, and that's why also introducing someone new, I'm more willing to show them like what's on Disney Plus and what and stuff than you know any of the last six fucking films, seven films that have come out. <laughs> I think uh, uh, for me, my biggest issue is is not what they so everybody knows that i'm the the optimist really in the group i i just enjoy watching movies i like action movies i like sci-fi if it's got cool visual effects and the story isn't just like literally the worst thing i've ever seen in the entire world then uh i will probably find some way to enjoy my time spent in the theater or at home on the couch watching a movie um, I'm ha I, I've always loved Star Wars growing up. I mean, four, five, and six are still, in my opinion, like one of the better trilogies ever made. In my opinion, you know, of a three three film set, there's an argument for you know, like Lord of the Rings and like a couple other random stuff. But I mean, it's up there. And very few others. Very yeah, few. very few. And, and and I think that um, y you know, it, it 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 granted it was. At the time, it was Lucas who was really kind of overseeing everything and was like, hey, I want to do this, and I want there to be this story. And it came from his mind, but other people then took that and kind of was like, okay, let me run with this. And you had him directing the first one, and then I can't remember his name doing the uh, five and six. And, and, and so what that was, there was clear direction, there was leadership, there was stuff in place to have checks and balances. And right now, the leadership that you have is Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of Lucasfilms. And she's been that way since 2012. And, you know, she's done some really good things in her career. But, like, everyone should be looking at the what have you done for me lately, and that's not a damn thing. You know, like, you, you have turned directions on some of the most major films that should have, some of, they should have been the biggest films to ever come out is seven eight and nine like these were some of the most anticipated things on the planet and you know it, you gave it to jj abrams to do the first one which you know it's fine it, it it of the three of them it's fine it's not the worst one i i still think you know last jedi is is better because it tried to do something different and i think the different is it was great but it scared everybody at the top because of fandom like they kind of listened to the fandom and they were like ah! and they were like hold up hold up and it was evident with the 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 horrible production of solo where they gave it to i want to say marcus and mcfeely i could be wrong with those two combo it could be someone else that did it but it was the people that did the lego movie or the lego batman movie one of the two they were the ones that were writing the movie and directing and 
they went in this kind of quirky, kind of funny kind of way. And again, that scared basically Kathleen Kennedy. And she was like, I don't want to do that. that. That's too different. We want to do Star Wars. And we're like, yeah, like let Star Wars evolve. Let it become something different. All, all good things evolve and become something better and change with the times and, and, and allow you to enjoy it. And you're not just regurgitating the same formula and same thing over and over and over and over and over again. So Kathleen Kennedy, in my opinion, needs to go. Um, she's just been renewed recently until 2024. So there's no sign of that changing, even though she has like the great mouse oversight. Now she still pretty much has a lot of the final say in what's happening uh, because it is still Lucas films and it's still run through Lucasfilms, which is annoying. Um, that being said, there have been some, some, some moments, some shining moments in the Star Wars lore. Um, most of those come in the form of video games, in my opinion. Um, Star Wars The Old Republic, or Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. I think 2 was was a, the story and, and the development and, and the gameplay and everything really added and was a lot of fun. It was super cool. Um, there was the recent um, uh, Fallen Jedi Fallen Order, which I think again, you know, it was a super cool story. And it, uh, you know, it, it. Anyone who hasn't played it, I'm gonna spoil anything. George, have you played it? I don't care. Okay, so there was, um, you know, up until like the very end of the game, you had almost no idea that it would kind of tie into the Skywalker saga, it was almost telling like an adjacent story. It tied in eventually, but it, it, it was still a really intriguing characters. Like I cared about everything in the end and, and it was really well done. Um, uh, so, you know, there were some good things that, that kind of came out of it. Uh, obviously Mandalorian and Boba Fett shows are, are a couple of glints of hope in, in an ever endless desert of despair. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I still find myself going back to those original, especially Empire Strikes Back, uh, and just, just enjoying a, a really nice sci-fi Western movie and, and, and having a good time. So, um, with that, uh, what would be, uh, Dan, George, what would you say, and this is, I know for you a little bit more of a, a, a task, Dan, what is your favorite movie uh, that has come out, and we're going to stick with just the movies. Uh, what is your uh, least favorite movie that came out? And um, oh, I want to say I want to try the new Lego and, Star Wars. And try and pick a yes, I want to do that. And pick a favorite if you can from each trilogy. Okay. Um, and then after this, uh, I will open the floor to rants. Um, <laughs> I already did my rant. Yeah. Oh. So obviously, I'm just saying Dan. Oh. oh Maybe boy. we should let Dan go uh, last. Favorite, least favorite. Dan, favorite do you want to go last? last? Uh, and then I'll segue to my rant. Sure. Yeah. Let's All right. George, go. Slice. Oh, okay. I'll oh, you, go. You want me to go? go? Yeah. Slice, you go first. All right. Um, my favorite is Empire Strikes Back. Um, I, I think it's the strongest of the stories. And and not just for the you know I am your father reveal, which is one of the greatest reveals in cinematic history, um, but it was one of the first times uh, in my life. Maybe there were a couple beforehand where a story didn't end with the good guys on top. It it didn't look great going into this next saga. You know they really treated the three of these 
like a three-act play. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you've got the introduction of the characters and you're kind of building up in the first uh, act and then in the second act you meet, you know, you get to know a little bit more about the antagonists and it starts, you start that battle and they fight each other and the antagonist in that fight scene start, kind of starts to lose. And then in the third one, you know, the, the uh, antagonist comes back, rallies and, 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 Gives him the old right hook to Hitler's face and and wins you know for the good guys, um, but that that second act just you're introduced to some some new characters that I think landed and, and added to the flavor and to the story in um, Lando Calrissian. He was he was an interesting person and it gave him that that mystery that they had uh, you know uh, a history with Han Solo. I thought I was like, oh, that was kind of neat. Like, how does he know this guy? It's kind of fun. And that was like the interesting part about it, which Solo kind of ruined. Um, and then um, it, it just, it went really well overall. It was just, it was cool visually. Um, I, I, I love the story of that one. My least favorite movie of all of the, just the, the, the nine, um, episode one. Phantom Menace. I, I, it just, I, I, I can't with that one. Like I really can't. Um, there's, uh, they introduced midichlorians in that, which is just like, what? <laughs> like, why are you trying to explain <laughs> that more? Weirdly, like we all just okay knew. Which is funny. We, we knew that the force it's like existed. Your MMR, you know. <laughs> we didn't need to explore that more. Um, it's like. Worse, uh, it's you know that that kid actor was terrible um uh, it gave us charge our binks which was terrible um he's got a know, great mug uh, shot though <laughs> padme really was no, meh it, it just it just everything about it the only cool thing was was darth maul and you killed him so it was just like i I'm like, oh, there is oh cool this thing is spikes and red face and dual and he's gone and you're like oh okay all right well Thanks for nothing, George. Not you. And um, yeah, so just one just kind of really didn't land for me. Uh, favorite of each trilogy, obviously, is going to be episode five for me on that one. Uh, Last Jedi is going to be my favorite of of the new ones. I could re probably rewatch Force Awakens more because it's just easier and and smoother of a, of a movie. It, it the pacing is a lot faster, so I'll I'll focus a little bit better. But that's mostly just my ADD taking kicking in. Um, and uh, Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I still enjoy, I like I enjoy that movie. I saw it in theaters at midnight opening night, and it stuck with me. So it it kind of just holds a special spot for me. But uh, just because it was. You know, you get the evil turn. I, 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 I would try and turn it off, like at the, like you cut out the last like sixty seconds of the movie, where where he said no. Like I try and like that, just cut that away, and and you're good. Um, there's a lot of it that's just not great, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. Like that moment when she's naming them, uh, Luke and Leia. It's just like Luke, and then the next one pops out. Leia. Like it's just like it reminds me of uh, a Josh's impression of um oh what was it? He'd always just come up and like whisper it in your ear and it was just so creepy. It was from uh Jurassic Park. No Tim. No, he does that one loud. He mm -hmm. does it's just it's so ridiculous. Um I'll get it and it'll come back to me when someone else is ranting and I'll just yeah. whisper it into the mic and creep everybody out. 
Um, was that it? Was that the questions I asked? Yeah, those are the ones I asked. George, go ahead. Uh... Oh, it's his Ninja Turtles Splinter. He'll always come up and go, Splinter. Splinter. Say Ninja to Turtles. <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead. Let's see. Right, Favorite Josh. one out of Happy all birthday. of them? Uh... I guess I could have to say Empire really is out of all all nine. Empire really is. It's got a lot of like iconic, just lines. I'm all about the one-liners and how it like because I'm more of a film buff in the sense of like not so much about Star Wars, but like the things that other franchises call back to Star Wars, and like mm. that Empire is like one of the most like quoted and like parodied films mm. of all time. Like just someone like oh man i thought they smelled bad on the inside like that line is in almost every fucking movie okay like any time there's an opportunity to use that joke they do it in a tv show and a movie like that do you know what i'm saying the memes for that movie are endless like it's so many pop culture history is what yeah it's it's place in pop culture history is what's amazing about empire right um even without the historic reveal you know and all that you know taking that aside it's just it's an icon of pop culture so that's why i love that film and that film probably will hold up for a long time as far as any future films they ever make so that's easy um out of the last three the most recent three i would say um, Say oh what's my least favorite of just the nine of just the nine, yeah, probably not, my least favorite would be soul. like maybe episode two. Yeah, it's pretty bad because it's fucking cringe as shit. Like even a hot Natalie Portman couldn't kill them. Couldn't I save killed that. them all. Yeah, even a hot, even a gorgeous Natalie Portman that. couldn't save that movie. And that's like that's saying something because she's at the time she was like hot, like she was a hot product, quote unquote. You know, she like she was like a lot of people liked Natalie Portman because she was had me. Yeah. I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, it was just fucking cringe as shit. And you're like, oh, God. Okay. He, right, I'm just going to try to Hayden ignore this. Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. Anyone seen the movie choice. called Life as a House? He acts his face off. And I yeah. cried like a baby. It's just I that movie's I don't know what happens still. And he chose I'm to try and act like Luke. Because Luke was a whiny, snap, sniveling when little he was bitch a whiny in the little first bitch. movie. Yeah, he was. And he really, if you go back and what, like put scenes next to each other, you'd be like, yeah, he oh, was a whiny those were all bitch. choices. He like, was, he I mean, he was like. to do that. I mean, that wasn't you know. tip of the iceberg, but uh, he, yeah. he couldn't. He wanted to go to Tashi, what's called, what Tashi, uh, and get some, oh man. Power converters, yeah. Power converters, yeah. He wanted to go Tashi port or whatever to get some power converters or whatever. He was just like a whiny, yeah. Totally get it though. Totally a whiny yeah. little bitch. But I think Boy, that's so. Number two is the worst one out of all of them because it's just cringe as hell. Uh, yeah. Number um, <laughs> side note, I think it's funny that they in the third one they scapegoated because they knew how much people hated Jar Jar Binks. They made him like the scapegoat of why the whole entire Republic fell is because of this dumbass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> move for it. Like it was just like, all right, fine. You guys hate him. We're gonna make him like we're just gonna like dump this in his lap as like why we created this character is to make him the scapegoat. Like, and you're like, oh, he has a purpose now. Like from the beginning. Um, let's see. Last three, I like Force Awakens more. I sure. would say, sure. Uh, first three, yeah. I guess, if I had to pick, honestly, I'd take Episode one, one to be. Pick. 
I pick you episode one. one? Be, I think episode one what? because I'll take episode on. one because like I understand the move for to try to make it into a child film because at the time it's like the next generation of kids are, are like starting to get into Star Wars. So I understand that. And also um I think Darth Maul was a fight. Darth Maul, Darth Maul is like seriously. I did Darth not Maul is probably like one of the coolest fucking villains they've ever had in Star Wars. I will agree. So I really like that. And also Neil Nielsen did what he could with what he had. It was fine. You were yeah. never gonna get like I don't care. Like third is okay. Third is fine for what it is. Great fighting too. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful Star Wars like, lightsaber. Darth but Maul like, is the guy who they cast to, the guy who they plastic uh, to play Darth Maul was not an actor. No, Ray he Park wasn't. is not an actor. No, he wasn't. He but the is fight a was and yeah, but the, it was you were amazing. never gonna get like depth from him character wise. It was always just gonna be him doing that. And so I don't think anything moving forward from that would have been more or less a letdown a character wise from him. I mean uh, but you don't with, with him cool like feeling. with Darth Maul, like I think the less the better. Like give yeah. him that that silent yeah. type treatment and that would have sure. been great. Maybe you know Maybe. give him give know. him that that goldberg power where he says nothing and he's just dominant don't force, get me wrong but like no, i'm not saying it's like a much better film than any of the other three they are all pretty closely bad in my opinion that, but if i had true. to pick one i enjoyed the first one actually more than the other two between, wow. between your like, episode that's one like a... and your batman returns this is this, there's a whole yeah. lot of revelations i've known george 20 years this is yeah <laughs> i'm learning new shit <laughs> It's it's been too long. Pod racing's fun, fun dude, and it's fun because I mean, also uh, the reason why I enjoyed also uh, uh, episode one is because there's like there's that there's a few funny droids in there that you also see later on in Mandalorian too. Uh, yeah, those little uh, those, the little those little pitch droids. droids. Yeah, How many little little annoying droids. things can we fit into one movie? Yeah, uh, so a um, lot. I will say that both the fight scene. I didn't dislike episode two either. It's about, I like them really. Like, this is we're talking like very similar. <laughs> like okay, yeah, sorry, I, I Dan. Don't, Go ahead. It's all you now. Think, Continue. No, 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 start just, your rant. I'm done I think now. Dan's I answered right, though, like, all the questions. Not a lot, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities from episode two. Like one, yeah. There's a really cool fight scene it's at the end. qualities from one in a way, but just as just as good as the good moments. There are equally bad moments. Um, I may have to say two. Two is really God, bad. It's hard to say, dude. Uh, th- that pod racing scene is cool. That to pod this racing day. video game was cool as shit. Pod racing sure. video game was fucking amazing, okay? Dude, that pod racing scene is one of the best scenes in movies, honestly. It, yeah. The sound editing alone yes, in that editing. scene Great. is to this That's a day, fun scene. some of the best shit you'll ever hear. Sounds people had to go in and make up and it was dramatic and they chose not to have music. What an excellent, excellent mm-hmm. choice for that scene. And he's racing through Baker's Canyon. Come on. Like, how do you not like yep. that? Like, come on. It's, cool. I, it's very good. And then you cut back to, now this is pod racing. Well, that... like, oh, right. Like, <laughs> that's why I remember. Uh, right. It's just, what can you, what can you say? It's, but you it's also remember really, the bazooka really line. Well <laughs> <laughs> you also remember the bazooka line too. Well, that's different. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, similar, that's, actually. That's just that's just me being me. Like, yeah. no one else noticed that guy. Oh, I like, noticed that shit every I time. I mean, really? Even before I yep. pointed it out, how awful it was. Oh yeah, okay. it, it right, stood out good. like a like a like a sore thumb. No man. one talks was... about that. Like, that's not a thing. Like, he should be because a there's on it's like, overshadowed page. though. 
by like it's, it's, one yeah. of the greatest performances uh, in a long Indeed. time. All right, Dan, uh, go ahead. Give us your answers, and then the floor is yours. I want to hear this rant. Yeah, what's right, your let, favorite? Let me, what's your least let me, favorite? Let me uh, let me sit go. down cross-legged here. Um, <laughs> do you want a microphone? Drop a pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Vince, you <laughs> suck. Stephanie, you suck. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> we never so, did a wrestling episode. It's don't worry happen. about it. Whatever. Uh, first uh, uh, favorite movie of the first three is, uh, is definitely three. Uh, it's cool to see, uh, you know, the uh, what they always talked about, the bad guy coming to power. Emperor Palpatine is, is I think, still pretty great. All the scenes yep. with him talking to Anakin uh, are so good and dramatic. And uh, it build it in a way that's somewhere in some spectrum believable. Um, and you know, the time and the, uh, again, capitalizing on nostalgia, which I'll get into later, you know, we go right into seeing what everything will, how they look in, uh, by the end of that movie, how everything looks in by a new hope and you get all the warm googly feeling inside. Um, I mean, obviously, um, the, of the next three, it's going to be empire. I really do wonder how great I would, how much I would like that movie if it wasn't for the reveal. Um, it's, I still probably would hold it above the, the other two. Um, but I wonder how much and, uh, and the third and the, and the, um, in the last three, um, seven, eight, nine, I'm going to have to go last Jedi. They tried to do something different at least. Um, and it, I liked that. Um, and I mean, and, uh, overall favorite, um, it's going to be, it's gotta be empire. Uh, worst one out of all of them. I don't know. It's a fucking three-way tie between episodes one, two, and nine. Like, I just sinking feelings everywhere. Um, uh, nine just episode nine was the product of of panicked uh, corporate execs trying to continue to pander when fans who never know what they want in the first place. Uh, vocally said how terrible episode eight was fans in general don't know what they want until they've gotten it and listening to them is the single stupidest thing you can do as an executive people are trashing natalie portman online saying i don't really want to see her like why don't why do i want to see this and then you know after the movie they're gonna be like oh she did a great job she did a great like fan don't never listen to fans they just if you listen to them we would just have a new hope remade over and over again, which we already got once. How many yeah. more times do you want to do that? Like it's, it's star Wars fans, at least the most vocal ones are fucking morons. They have no idea what they want. And the only way to really give it to them is to pepper it in with pieces of nostalgia from what they think was really good. And in my opinion, was never that good to begin with. Here we go. All right. Star Wars Episode Four, hard to talk shit. It changed everything. Hit the mute like, button. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Episode Four was was it, it it was it was good. You know, it was new and it was different. It was exciting, and it changed the way future anything science fiction would be made forever. Uh, Empire Strikes Back stepped it up. The reveal huge. Not only had you not seen you haven't seen anything like that in a movie like this. And that was a huge moment in cinema history. If not one of the, the hugest, uh, whatever episode six, um, whatever, let's kill another death star. 
whatever. It's it was still good, you know. You know, you had the you had the Teletubbies running around, um, <laughs> whatever. Little as a kid, you're like, yeah, whatever, it's fun. Those were supposed to be Wookies, and I really again should have been for sheep. marketing the reasons they decided to change it to this these bullshit teddy bears. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Wookies fucking shit up personally. I think it would have been much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And then the downfall. The downfall of Star Wars. I don't understand how everyone is such a big Star Wars fan still after all the shit that we've seen. People talk about Game of Thrones like it was like we don't talk about Game of Thrones. Like, really, like we're not going to talk about like four of the maybe even five of the greatest seasons of television of all time because of the ending. And yet we still talk about Star Wars. And time after time, we are let down as Star Wars fans. We shouldn't be talking about... We should be talking about Star Wars the way we talk about Game of Thrones. Like, oh, we don't talk about that. Like, they've, they've fucked it all up. I mean, if it wasn't for the TV shows, you know, I don't think... Well, who knows? I... I... <sighs> Yesterday, Tim said to me, Dan, you've gone to the dark side. You've become that of which you hate. You become the person that rants about like, like how awful Star Wars is. And he's right. And I've had I was going to come into this podcast. Ooh, kind of, you didn't. Uh, no, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to come in this podcast and really try to talk about why Star Wars is great. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk about why Star Wars sucks balls, because <laughs> honestly, it does. It has more losses than wins by, in my opinion, a lot. And all they've been doing is capitalizing on nostalgia from a long time ago when they were good, because we haven't had anything good since then. Really? I th- in my opinion, we had other one. Than really the shows. Other than the shows, the, the shows I'll get into in a little bit, but I don't know what it is. I even people feel too much pressure. Uh, with these movies and under deliver, or they don't feel a pressure enough. I, I don't, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a really sad thing. Uh, you know, I was, I was a star Wars fan once, but I am not excited w- for star Wars anymore. Like I once was, I don't understand why the fandom is as big as it is. Uh, you know, you, 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 it's like it's hiding, but it's behind lasers and lightsabers and baby Yodas. How good is it really? The answer is, from my perspective, not that good. I would even argue that the Mandalorian isn't even that good. It's just pretty good hidden behind things that we used to know and love. You have a main character who expresses zero emotion the entire time. And people talk about how cool he is. The only reason we're talking about how badass he is is because we are comparing him to our idea of what Boba Fett once was for the few seconds that we got him in episode six. He's not. And if there was no baby Yoda in that in that film, which I don't I always kind of think that Grogu is overrated as it is. He's a he's a fun little thing. He's cute. We wouldn't be talking about that show. Mm-hmm. They've become like Favreau is a genius. And he realized what people latch onto for movies like Star Wars. And Baby Yoda, Grogu, was the key in that. Because that is why people and Star Wars fans don't like Star Wars for 
the content for the, for the, I mean, that's not true. I'm going too far, but it's what it's how it makes them feel and not what we're actually witnessing character wise. Cause if you really break it down, it's just multiple, like there's a lot of iconic moments and things that are like George said, cemented in cinema history that we'll never forget. But it's just this kind of phenomenon that people got caught up in. And if we somehow could watch these objectively without nostalgia, which is near impossible at this point, I don't think they're very good. I don't, I, and when we, when, God bless it, when they stepped off the beaten path a little bit, the big, one of the biggest backlashes in cinema history from episode eight, Ryan Johnson ruined my childhood. Really? Ryan Johnson ruined your childhood? By I never what? understood exactly. that phrase. Like, how I, can you ruin a childhood if I, it's I don't in the even past? know. People don't even, again, Star Wars fans are idiots, and they just want to complain when they don't get another, uh, I guess, big Death Star destroyed, because that's clear <laughs> everyone was happy with it in Episode Seven. I'm like, yeah, make it again. Episode Seven was an apology to everyone that had been wronged by the previous three films. And for all intents and purposes, he, he succeeded. It was fine. It did what they wanted it to do. They set things up. There were some a, new things. There was a love letter a lot to Star Wars. There was a lot. Yes, there was a lot of references to everything. There was, it was, but the same plot and the same kind of arc. And then they stepped off the beaten path once and people lose their minds. And I was, I was so pissed at the Star Wars fans for that. Uh, and just as equally pissed as the studio execs thinking, oh, well, we got to change this. We got to change this to make Palpatine been behind the whole thing the whole time, being related, being Ray's grandfather. What? Okay. A lot of people said they saw that coming, obviously. I, good for them. I don't, you know, who the fuck cares? Like, it doesn't matter anymore because Star Wars sucks. And I can't. It, it, there's nothing to really prove that how great it is because I don't know. Calm down a little. It's really <laughs> hard to get back into the series when we are just giving pieces of crap most of the time. And I think a lot of it comes from me just overall disagreeing with the fans. And the same thing happened with, with the book of Boba Fett, which I happen to love and everyone just trashes. Uh, and so I'm I just like Boba Fett. <laughs> thank you, George. I, I like know. it more I, now I, than in I my like previous review of it. I like Boba Fett. Yeah. I love Boba Fett it's, because it's always like Boba Fett. <laughs> I mean, that song is. T- I want that to be my wrestling entrance song. Like, it's a good. I I really I don't know. And you could you could say that I like Boba Fett because of nostalgia as well, thereby being some of the things that I've complained about. But it's hard not to. That's Boba where Fett's it really from. barely in yeah. any of the previous, like, he's like... He's what, got dude like has, four minutes of screen yeah, time Yeah, how much screen time right. total does he have? He makes one just, scene right. in the hangar in the, episode one. He's in episode two, you know, and he's then... He's in episode one? Not episode, he's not episode one, episode four. He's in, he's in episode four. He's in four. No, I'm sorry, he's in... Four, he's six, in four? And, yeah, he's well, in the hangar. When he meets uh, Jabba, it's, it's you very see him with his like, in that the, but he's barely uh, in it. Yeah, the, yeah, it, it, but it's because the sales of his 
toy did so well and people thought his costume was so cool that everyone just kind of became obsessed with it. Not because of who he was or the content that was created. It it was just this cool costume and then yeah, Boba Fett. It was a very cool costume, but that to me is Star Wars personified. Mm -hmm. People liking what it looks like and not for what it is. Yeah. And I don't I've I don't know how people are that's still true. on board for so long after like that's it's how many more times how many more times are we going to be let down until we're cool with it you know you hear things like Taika Waititi is directing the new Star Wars movie and oh, yeah. fuck if there's not a good play on their part but I'm not going to see it I'm I am I am, I am done I got my money them money uh for the movies at least uh I I did trash the Mandalorian a little bit but it's still pretty good and yeah. uh, it's still uh, a, a, a light at the end of everything. And the universe they're building is good. The other characters are pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. Gina Carano, whatever. Uh, the, I, whatever. I, I, I like um, uh, George, who was, oh, I can't remember, who's uh, Boba Fett's right hand woman who has now appeared in. She's like the, uh, yeah, she's like in the, what'd you call her? She's like the. Um, she's the she's, hat trick dude in Disney. The hat, the hat trick or whatever you want to this call it. only yeah. person dude, to have great. the Disney hat well, trick, dude. Fun she's fact great. about Ming-Na Wen, she has voiced every single iteration of Mulan since the movie came out. Yeah, if there is games. a Mulan cartoon, if there's a video Kingdom game, Hearts. if there is anything, she is Mulan. Nobody has ever once voiced Mulan other than her. Nobody. Fantastic can say that about pretty much any like character that that's that's that old you know what i mean that has that many different places you can find them mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah. that's crazy she's amazing um okay two i forgot what i was gonna say i'm looking forward to ahsoka and i'm looking forward to obi-wan too because it's obviously being handled yeah. by filoni and john favreau yes. so I, i'm okay I with think, that i think that's where I think that's what everybody is finally realizing is is Star Wars is joining the rest of the conversation now. Is it, it you look at like 70s, 80s and 90s like the place to be was on the big screen. That's where all like the 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 talent went. That's where everybody went to showcase what acting is, what mm-hmm. what uh what you can get in set pieces and what you can get in visuals and 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 somewhere I want to say like early 2000s it kind of started to shift a little bit to where you start seeing some of these bigger names going into television and and very much so now everybody wants to go be in television because they realize I can play with this character for like ever, you know, you, you get to sit there and, and develop it over, you know, eight hour long episodes and, and get to really kind of chew in, uh, chew on the scenery and do everything you want to do. And star Wars is finally like, Hey, we've been giving you these things and you've not liked them because we're trying to do, two things we're trying to tell you an arcing story and give you a self-contained story within one movie we're trying to tell you a story that you'll enjoy that there's a start a beginning a middle and an end but we're also going to continue the story which we just ended in another movie and like so they're trying to do a lot and 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 what they're doing now is they're taking you know they're should be moving away from the skywalker saga with like the most overplayed characters in in history uh and they're going to allow everything 
a chance to breathe because everything has just been, especially uh, uh, the time of the new saga, the new new trilogy. There was a movie for six years. There was one movie every year almost. There was it was last uh, uh, Force Awakens, uh, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, and then what's it called? There was five years in a row where there was a, a Star Wars movie where they just like oversaturated everything. And like my biggest takeaway from those series is. I love BB-8. Like, that's it. Like, I have a BB-8 that I can control. I, I do a lot of the colors and a lot of, like, my game, like, the characters. I'm like, I want it to look like BB-8. Like, I, I think it's a cool character. You know, like, I like the, the droid more than I care about Ray or Finn. Like, that's not anything that's bad on their part. They were fantastic. I think they were great. But now everything's going into TV where I think Star Wars really should be because now you can really develop character and story and if something goes wrong in an episode you know you you can kind of retcon an episode later as opposed to retconning a whole two and a half hour movie where you given like season one there was an episode that wasn't really received well of something they can do a 30 minute retcon in another episode but not retcon the entire first season so there's it's it's easier to correct your mistakes in tv than it is in movies because you have to redo you have to undo a whole movie, I think, and it's like, well, why does that movie even exist, and blah, 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 blah. Like, you can just watch 7 and 9 and get a complete story. You don't need 8 to get this story that they sad. just told us. So, you know, I, I think Star Wars I, is, I don't is think better this is so much. Disney+. Plus. I feel like a lot of it, though, you might be giving them too much credit in the sense that you think they figured it out. What they figured out is not so much of, like, what they are doing wrong with the storytelling aspect right. and the medium. What they figured out is where the money is. The money's in Disney Plus. The money's in stream. Yeah. Pandemic viewing made theaters unprofitable to a studio, like Which so. That's so why sad. they moved to the to to Disney Plus, and that's why they're doing TV show. I think it has very little to do with the fact they're willing to owe any of the mistakes that they've made with the three movies. Right? They they think sure. it's a fucking glowing success. They got a fucking theme park out of it. They don't give a shit. Which Dude. is super cool. Like, if you they're, want to go and enjoy Star Wars again, go to the theme they're, park. They're still, like, they're still patting themselves on the back because they think nostalgia. that they, they did it right for those nostalgia. three. None of those producers and none of those executives are willing to admit they got it wrong. You know what I'm saying? They think they made yeah. money. They did technically make money, but they and they got a theme park out of it, and the franchise was ushered into a new era, and they think they did a great job of it. Okay? Yep. It has nothing to do with them owing any of the mistakes and the creative problems that they made. It has everything to do with where the money is. Follow the money. It's going to streaming services. Nobody goes to theaters yep. anymore. Oh, so really? that's 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 the better. choice. It's that's the better. reason why the choice is to move over to Disney Plus. It has nothing yep. to do with them being like, oh, we know we made these mistakes. I'm like, no. <laughs> It's no crazy way. because HBO is doing the same thing, except with, except they're just making movies for HBO Max. Yeah. I'm like, make more t TV shows, guys. Like, what are you doing? Like, like it's cool that I can go and get like the I think the Batgirl movie uh, or Batwoman. I don't know if they're doing Batgirl or Batwoman. It's just straight to HBO Max. I'm like, uh, wh what? Like, OK, that's cool. Like they. These are the movies that people will still go see. You know, people aren't going to go to the theater to watch um, Belfast, the movie that that won, you know, whatever, Best Ooh. Picture. They're not going to see that in theater <laughs> as much because it can be seen at home and still 
feel the movie. You go to the movie nowadays to go see giant superheroes and explosions and fight scenes and cool cinematic things that need that size. They go to see Doctor Strange where the first time you see it, it needs to be on that big screen. If I were to watch this for the first time at home, like I would I would like it, I'm sure, but it wouldn't hold that same impact yeah. it's like of you know seeing it yeah like i should like we the three of us uh, i had a very different experience than you guys i never saw dune in theaters so i missed out on on a big yeah. chunk it was but like it was like heart of the pandemic and i was like i'm good i'll just watch it at home because i had a nice big old tv which helped and i still enjoyed it once i finally got to sit down and watch it but uh, you know uh, uh, i think yeah, George, you are right that they're going where the money is, but I also think that they kind of see like, oh, we put this here. Not only is the money doing well, but like it, it everything is better reviewed. Like there's less there's less uproar about the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, even Boba Fett, than there is about seven, eight, and nine. Like the amount of shit they got for seven, eight, and nine versus the amount of shit they got for Boba Fett, they got shit, but it's like it's yeah. nowhere close. There's like, always gonna be shit though. Yeah, there's always going to be shit. That's just how it is. Um, I think it's funny because, uh, you know, the the theme parks, like, that's one of my favorite experiences of Star Wars in the last 10 years, 20 years, is going to the Star Wars themes. Because, like, that's that's taking something and, and, and making it tangible, something that I enjoyed. And I really do mostly enjoy 4, 5, and 6, but... Um, you brought up another good point that they're they're making marketability like that's very true. I don't rewatch Star Wars at home very often anymore. I'll watch four, five, and six here and there because they're good and I enjoy them and they're good movies. But like I don't go and rewatch seven, eight, and nine or one, two, and three. I'll do it as like a hey, I want to just binge them real quick just to put them back in my head, but not to like. Oh, I love this movie. I want to like I'll I'll put on Jedi and be like, oh, I love this movie. I want to go back and and do all these things again. But I have like my Lego collection is almost entirely Star Wars related right now, and it, it, I like it because the characters and the visuals from these movies and, and are they're cool. Like they look cool. I like the way they look more than I like watching the movies you know i like i like said. building a, an r2d2 i like building the millennium falcon i like my bb8s and and my vader helmets and like they look cool they're badass you know and like they were really cool at one point because the character had some mystery around it and that kind of stuff with they're like even you know, putting in like certain uh, things. talk about markability they're even putting in like star wars parts like a star wars bar and a star wars like uh place for uh, kids on the new disney cruise ship yeah, so I mean, they'll it, have like it, it an adult of... bar that's like a Star Wars themed adult bar, <laughs> and then they even have a kids section where there's like robots or whatever Star Wars things and monitors for the kids to play too. So it's like yeah. for them, it's like they 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 follow the money, dude. They know that it sells. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's money. It's one of the most marketable and recognizable franchises. Yeah, you can put it on anything in dude. history. You know, like it's it, on fucking it, yogurt. It it rivals like the market like the recognizability of like Michael Jordan in the nineties like yeah. he yeah everywhere you, you show Lunchables. any of these symbols that are up here Lunchables. yeah you're like I know exactly what that is so Star Wars you know, Lunchables love it or hate it Star Wars isn't going anywhere anytime soon right now I think is is uh, post post seven eight and nine I feel is the 
the actual resurgence of Star Wars in in Disney Plus. This will be the third time. That yeah, we've said this, uh, yeah. dude. Stop, stop, stop! Like, well, no, why? but like seven, eight, and nine together. Like, at seven, I was like, "Cool, resurgence of Star Wars," and then I was like, "All right, well, that didn't. It, it was cool, but this, I knew that it was." This is funny because this is coming from a guy and, who never finished level. Clone Wars, and like the last few episode seasons right. of Clone Wars is really where it's so like Star Wars shines. That was a point where I had I was going to make earlier the, the the point where Star Wars shined the most where it was good was that point between like 1982 and 2000 1999 where the the lore was explored by actual talented writers and artists where you got new books you got and eh, the comic books weren't great but they were they were okay but like the books and and everything and lore that was developed between then and 99 that is star wars that's where it shines that's where the history is that's and interesting it, that's it, kind it, of where clone wars fell too because clone wars fell after you yeah, know the, it's the, in between the three yeah it's in between the it's new like we're making movies. movies here's it's very some interesting more to say that actually. so the true yeah. expansions on the universe is where the universe is good and that is Mandalorian and Boba Fett, that's the whole book series, that's the Clone Wars and Rebels and Bad Batch and all that stuff. So, you know, it's interesting that the they do the mainstream stuff so that the name is out there and then the good stuff is is the in between. The Star Wars movies is the bread and the books, TV shows and old school comics and and cartoons, those are the meat and potatoes of your of your meal here that's where you're going to get the real sustenance of star wars yeah you know i mean i understand your struggle with with clone wars because that's their first real foray into having to make people have character and character development because up until then we had just been given basically uh you know high profile caricatures with with memorable one-liners and now they have Mm -hmm. to actually make something with content that delivers on this from a story and narrative perspective and grow. Mm-hmm. And it took make them a Anakin long like a, time. kind of like a sympathetic character and also to like, and actually invest in Anakin and then a new character. And then also right. to see different Someone aspects of Obi-Wan that you've never heard of. Like what Obi-Wan is getting some, like got some on the side, like what? Like yeah. he's got, what? Yeah. <laughs> like Obi-Wan, like it's, it's, it's it's good. It's kind of what they should have. I mean, I get it's hard to do in a movie, but it is hard. That's what they should have been doing. It the took whole them like time what, six, seven seasons time. to get it to, to get to tell like, that story. It, it, Clone Wars doesn't. I mean, you know, it doesn't really. You know, you could say it gets good at three, maybe four, and by five you're like okay, and then six it's good, and the last thing is good. It's amazing, uh, like amazing. It, the last parts of like Clone Wars, like just truly because I I have to say what's good is that like. Maybe for all four, seven seasons, you're just waiting for it to get to that point where it's like, this is coming to a head. Like, shit is about to fall apart. Again, I, I feel that people love the ending of Clone Wars so much because of, like, this, the... How it ties in. Well, yes, but I just although this doesn't apply to you, George, I think it's kind of like the episode three effect. Like, we had just been given, like, not that good stuff, and we finally get something good, so we're like, yes. Uh, okay. It was good to get something like good, and don't get me wrong. The last season was very good. The animation was like, was good. like it's everything, good. everything like raised the bar that last season is what I'm. I, I'm people to talk say. about it like it's a fucking one of the greatest things ever. It is. I'm just like, look, look, it's good. Like, don't get me wrong, it's very good. It's mad. It's you know, it's kind it of is. like 
things happen and we're like, it's nothing out of the ordinary, more or less things that we thought would happen. And it was nice to see, you know, after so many years. Have you seen it on Disney Plus after after it's been released on Disney Plus? What do you mean? So So Clone Wars has like, so Clone Wars, like the last season, like on Cartoon Network. Yeah, exactly. So it was like the way that was released was very strangely. And then at the very end on Cartoon Network, it was also released really strangely. But on Disney Plus, that was that last season is kind of repackaged into almost like a mini series as opposed to a whole season. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. So it's like no, repackaged in a way. Last season didn't come until like a decade or so after yeah. they had ended the series. Yeah. 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 And it looks that. like it looks so fucking good compared to like, I don't know. It just That's why it, I started it, watching it. It got it, really, really good like quality as far as like animation it takes and all that. a long time to get there. Time that yeah. you wonder yourself, am I enjoying this? And the answer half the time is not really. Like it's just because I'm a Star Wars fan. It's a nostalgia. And I'm forcing myself through this. Like, yeah, like if no one, if you were like, a Star how cool. Wars fan, you were like, Pog, it's yeah, fucking it's Ahsoka, like, oh, Pog. Like, it's, it's, literally, like, it's literally It's that, Cad Vance. Yeah. It's like, come on. It's Cad Bane. I mean, like. It's, it's walking out of the desert, just, man. Like, it's all the, the Leo meme. It's just that's all it is. Just yeah, there's the guy. There's the guy I know. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, there's another one. Out. There's another guy. I know. Oh, he has made a reference to the thing. Boba, it's, you know, with the dead and the they, helmet. What are you gonna do? That's how they've figured that out, and Fair so now. it's like we're we're getting it poured down our throats, and at some point. You'd think we as an audience would say, enough, give me something original and with content and mm-hmm. that isn't playing off of old, like, something. You know, and You know, my, my sister is, makes, like, we were watching Star Wars Episode 4, right? And we watched Mandalorian, so they've seen here and there, and then we watched Episode 4. And one of the funniest things that she mentioned, and it's such an outsider view and so funny, but to the point is, like, she's like, how come the, how come, like, this technology is supposed to be from the future but it looks so fucking shitty yeah. and like how do you even entice a kid to be, convince them to be like right. oh technically yeah. this is in the future but like that shit doesn't look like it's from the future you know what i'm saying like right well but it's it's, it's not from the future oh wait from the future of mandalorian no dude like future in the like, sense that these are spaceships that these like, are well, like but it's not from the future it's from a long time ago but they're like in outer space and like the critique is like that chronological standpoint the critique is that like from not a chronological (laughs) standpoint doesn't even have to be a chronological from like a technological standpoint her her big question is is like it's such a big juxtaposition of of having to like watch something that looks shiny and new in mandalorian and realistic as to something that could be space travel and technology and set pieces and then you watch like the first three and you're like the kid is like he's already lost interest because that shit looks fake as hell. Do you that know, was it's hard. Part of, of Rogue One for me when I like, yeah, it's a shiny new movie made in what 2018 or some shit like that, and I'm like, oh, special effects are fantastic. This is really cool looking, and you know, it's all great. And then you get to them using a console, and you're like, is that MS DOS running on that computer? Yeah, like, what the hell is? Like, what am I hilarious. looking at here? Like, it just it's. It's interesting to see that. Um, to, and and I'm sure like, movies just, won't. Who knows if the, the stuff we're seeing now will stand up in 20 years as far as like technology. People will be like, that's fucking ridiculous. They would never have a monitor on a spaceship. They would just use fucking VR or whatever. Like, yeah, but I mean, know, I think, like, I think now we have the technology to make things look more like the future. Like in the 80s, you could only use like computers were like 
weird back in the 80s. You know, like just like a decade before that, a computer was the size of a room. You right. know what I mean? Like, and so making something fit like a little hologram in the 80s, like that looked like, what the fuck is this? You know, and like, so yeah. now we're like, oh no, that, did you see that Tupac down in, in LA? Like, that's nothing. You know what I mean? So like, it's different now. Like we've reached the decade where we can make things look better and crisper from like a future point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, we we could honestly go on going, and on and on and on and on and on forever, and it's it's, it's late here on my end. It's eight thirty, and we're kicking early a dead for horse. Guys, so, Smirch, do you have um, any more rants? Like, I want to I want to no, make sure you get Dan it all out. I look we forward can... to bringing this horse alive again, just so we can beat it together. Yeah, and we're gonna we're, next year. we're gonna do it yeah. with well, Kenobi it, later in like a month. Because when we do when we do Kenobi, um... I'm actually I mean you know uh, uh, you know a new hope ironically uh, for, with this TV moving forward um, I feel pretty good about it. They're not yeah. doing anything crazy mm-hmm. like all they had to do from the beginning was just kind of do some organic storytelling a new like from a new perspective. Gina Carano's loss is Rosario Dawson's cane. <laughs> good for yeah, her, sure. dude, because she plays Hearthstone you know. and I'm down. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Gina Carano was never that good to begin no, with. No, I, I was surprised when they were like going to say they were going to give She's her okay. a show. And I was like, yeah. you're going to give her a yeah. show to like lead? I mean, the character, the character makes sense to make sure. a show out of. But, uh, you know, it, it it is what it is now and, and right. whatever, you know. Ahsoka's I, I think... a way more interesting character anyways. <laughs> And yeah, and Rosario Dawson, you know, yeah. she's she, hands she down, all, man. hands <laughs> down. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm gonna end this. Thank you all Thank very you. much for for coming. Uh, make sure if if you enjoyed uh, hanging out with us uh, and watching this, give it a like, uh, give it a subscribe. Um, you know, I'm gonna post all of the socials in the comments. Um, I can be found at the Modern Nerd on everything. Um, uh, I think the Twitter is nerd underscore modem, modern, excuse me. Uh, and then Instagram is just the modern nerd. You can search anywhere you can find your podcast. You can get the audio version of this if you don't want to sit down and watch us all chat with our really cool backgrounds. Um, this will be up anywhere. Just search the modern nerd. You may have to type it all in as one word uh, on certain channels, but for the most part, I think I fixed that. So you're welcome. Um, go ahead and uh, yeah, uh, give a shout out. Make sure you can find. Um, George right here, uh, GJC327 on his Twitch. Um, Dan is nearly non-existent on social medias. Uh, Smash City on Instagram. Smash City on Instagram. We'll see. I think I'm going to yeah. start. Yeah, you, you can find him as Merchandise on some Twitch stuff. So follow mm-hmm. George. You can have a chat with them uh, on his channels and everything. I'm going to try and hop in there, but by the time George gets online, it's like 2 a.m. for me. So, uh, um, you know, yeah. follow I'm, us I'm going to try to do um, more day streams. I really am. That's fine, man. Do your thing. Um, I'm I, I'm just happy to to be uh, that you guys are all part of this, and and that I can you yeah. know uh, do this with you guys. So thank you guys. Thank Thanks you guys. for listening to my rant. Uh, you know, are I'm you sure not. you're done, Dan? Because I want to make sure you get it all. Out. <laughs> I'm saying he's done. <laughs> I, I never am. And oh, okay, never all right. I just, yeah, no, you know, we, we, this I will not be the last time that we hear. Uh, I got out uh, most of what I wanted to say. Okay. About. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's this. Yeah, this I don't want you to come back again. a week later and be like, man, I thought I was to say. There was something no, else. Because no. uh, I got most sure. of my Rogue One out, so I just don't want to. <laughs> uh, we will be. Um, next week has the final episode of Moon Knight. Uh, so we will be discussing that at some point. And like I said earlier, Friday, we are all watching. Um, 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we, I believe the consensus is we will be coming to you on Saturday. If you want to watch us live, Saturday morning-ish um, time, follow the Instagram again for an update on that. Otherwise, again, follow the YouTube channel so you can watch these uh, when they drop. I think I'm going to be dropping these to be determined. Um, but uh, you'll be getting some, some content every week. Keep a lookout for the Versus series. First one should be dropping in a week or so. Um, I have a really cool conversation with someone who's in the gaming industry. So if you like that, he talks a lot about the From Software uh, type games that he's really into. Um, and so, uh, yeah, a little behind the scenes look into some of the uh, gaming industry and gaming world. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to give you guys that. Otherwise, thank you guys for coming and being thank a you. part of our show.